The scriptures prove that faith in Christ is how you become a child of God. That is the message I have for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, it's so good to be back here once again preaching the Word of God. So the title uh, says uh, a lot, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the Scriptures. We're talking about the Word of God. We are talking about the Bible. And it, it proves that faith in Christ, meaning faith in Jesus Christ, is how you become a child of God. I want to set the record straight here today. Who's ever listening, no matter who you are, no matter what part of the world you're from, what country, what nation, what color your skin is, whether you be male or female, this message is for you today. Let's start out here. Galatians 3 and 26, it tells us, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus, we could stop right there. I mean, there it is right there. Could it be any clearer? It says, for ye are all the children of God. How? By faith in Christ Jesus. So uh, no matter who you are out there, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what you do for a living, what your status in this life might be, whether you be rich or poor, uh, your age does not make a difference. I'm here to tell you that you need uh, Jesus Christ, it's faith in him uh, that will make you a child of God. We're talking eternity, we're talking heaven, and we're talking hell. I'm going to give you that same scripture verse in context uh, with some other verses. It says here, Galatians 3, 26 to 29, it says, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So, once again we see, with the children of God by faith in Jesus Christ, and the scripture a passage lets us know that we've been baptized into Christ. What does that mean? We've been immersed into the very death of Christ and, and his resurrection also. Now, we know we, uh, when we put our faith in Christ, you can go down into the baptismal pool. What you're doing is you're making a profession that you believe in Jesus Christ. You go down into the water, acknowledge that you died with him. You get back up out of the water. You're acknowledging that you, you are raised with him. You walk in a newness of life. So uh, that's uh, what it's talking about. So it, it lets us know uh, it doesn't matter whether you're Jew or Greek, meaning Gentile. It doesn't matter whether you're a, a male or female. Uh, we're all one. How? In Christ Jesus. Then it goes on to say, and if, don't forget that, if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed. We're going to talk about that a little. What did Abraham believe? So uh, a little later in the message, I'll get back to that. And it tells us that we are heirs according to the promise. It's a great thing to be an heir of, uh, of Jesus Christ, folks. We're talking eternity, as I said. You know, people, uh, sometimes you can be an heir. Somebody has a, 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 an estate. They're wealthy people. And you find out that you're an heir to a, a wealthy estate. It, mean, it means you can have an inheritance of a, perhaps a large amount of money or property or whatever. So we are heirs according to the promise. We're talking eternal life. Hallelujah. So 
Uh, the one thing I want you to focus on that it is faith in Jesus Christ. That's what determines whether a person is a child of God. So, you know, you could be uh, a man or a woman, you could be a drunk on the street. Oh, yes. Uh, you don't know the Lord and then somebody gives you the gospel, preaches to you, you, you realize you, re you repent and you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you get saved. You become born again, so you are saved. You put your faith in Jesus Christ, hallelujah. So this is the beauty of the gospel, it's for all people. So it's not by uh, earning your way into heaven, it's not by receiving Holy Communion, communion. it's not by... Um, doing the best that you can. It's not by donating large amounts of money to different places, uh, trying to work your way into heaven, trying to earn uh, your way into heaven. That won't do it, folks. That won't uh, make it. <laughs> it. It will not. You, you, you see, it's faith in Jesus Christ, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that will uh, make you a child of God. We'll talk about what that faith is all about, genuine uh, faith, so, um, you know, some people think that they, if they do the best they can, they're going to uh, uh, get into heaven. You know, uh, my wife, Kathy, had an uncle, you know, and he, he told her he donated a, a large amount of money to this certain church uh, to, to, to pay for, to help pay for new doors for the church. And then he said that it, maybe God will open a door for me, you know, into heaven. So you see, a lot of people think that way. You see, that, but that's not how you get into the kingdom of God. So... Which, uh, I mean, who are we talking about here, folks? Let's talk about the person of Jesus Christ. When I say it's faith in him, this is the one I want you to understand that I am talking about. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 10 to 14, it says the following, He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth hallelujah i love reading those words so uh, this is the person i'm talking about folks he was in the world now now get this and the world was made by him you know most people when they think of jesus christ they don't think of a person who made the world but he did can you imagine this jesus christ created everything you see that's the christ i'm talking to you uh, about today and it says as many as received him the same one i just told you about he gave them power to become the sons or children of God. How? Why? Even to them that believe on his name. So it is the faith. And they're born not of uh, blood, not of the will of the flesh, or the will of man, but they're born of God. So this is what it means. You're born again of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Then it goes on to say, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So, what does that mean, and the Word was made flesh? What's that all about, and the Word was made flesh? I want to explain something to you here. Let's go back in that same chapter, 
chapter 1 in the Gospel of John, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So we see here that the Word was God. So, so Jesus Christ is the Word. He was the Word that was made flesh. We're talking about incarnation here. So the Word came down from above, made flesh, okay? The Word is God, and it says all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So again, we, we see here he made the world. So when we, we talk about Christ, we're talking about the one who was sent down from above, okay? Now, many people don't believe what I just said to you. Now, the Jehovah's Witnesses from the Watchtower Society, they don't believe in the Incarnation. I heard something recently, there was no Incarnation, period. So, in other words, they don't believe that, that this is God in the flesh. They believe he was Michael the Archangel, and then he was Jesus here, and then after he rose again, and he becomes Michael the Archangel again. The details, you'd have to read their doctrine, but it's some, somewhere along the line there. So I, I just want you to see that when you have spoken to many uh, JWs, by the way, they do not believe in the deity of Jesus Christ. Uh, they don't believe in the triunity of the eternal Godhead. So they cannot be saved because they are serving a false Christ. The Mormons, they believe that Jesus Christ is the spirit brother of Lucifer. My, oh my. People of Islam, they don't even believe that God has a son. Hinduism has tons of gods. I think they'll even add Jesus to that list. So we're dealing with false teachings, and, and there are many other false religions around the world, Buddhism and so on and so forth. So I bring this forth to you today, ladies and gentlemen. You know, there's a lot of people who believe in universalism. You know, the brotherhood of man also, and, and that we're all children of God. Watch out now. Watch out. We're all children of God. Everybody's going to heaven. We just take a different route. You see, we, we, we have to have this diversity. So, so when you see all the trouble that's going on in the world, ladies and gentlemen, uh, watch out for somebody that starts coming forth with this message of universalism. You watch out, folks. I'm telling you the, this message today for a reason. So, so you need to understand what the scriptures say. The scriptures prove that Jesus Christ and him alone is the, the only way to become a child of God. You know, what makes the difference, folks, is that we're all sinners. We all need a sin bearer, somebody to take away our sins. And this is where Jesus Christ comes in. Jesus said this in John 14 and 6. He said, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Once again, we see uh, the exclusivity of Jesus Christ. He's saying, I am the way. Uh, he is the way. Look, uh, is he a liar? Now, this is where uh, you, you have a decision to make. Either Jesus is telling the truth or he's not. And he's telling you that he is the way. He's saying he's the truth. Not only did he speak the truth, he says, I am the truth and the life. And he's talking about eternal life. So all of these things are found in the person of Jesus Christ. One of the original 12 disciples, also called apostles, was Peter. And he said this uh, as he was speaking 
to his own people, the people of Israel, in Acts chapter 4, verses 10 to 12, he said, Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. It was a man that was healed. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. So Peter made it very clear to his own people that there was no other way of salvation outside of Jesus Christ. There's no other way, no other name. And, 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 and he's talking to them, he's talking to his own uh, Jewish people, and uh, he said that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, listen to this, whom ye crucified. This is Pete. Listen to the way he's talking to his own Jewish people. He was Jewish. He says, whom ye crucified. Look at that. Don't ever forget that. So here, Peter's making it clear to his own people that there is no other way of salvation. As I said before, there's one way uh, to come in, and you got to deal with the sin factor, folks. You're a sinner. You're ungodly. You're a wretch. So uh, whatever your proclamation is, whatever your spirituality is, you know, uh, very often you'll hear people say, I believe in God in my own way. Uh, you know, I, you know, this is what I think. You know, I call it the I think religion. <laughs> this is what I think. This is what I say. Uh, so I'm showing you today what the scriptures uh, say, ladies and gentlemen. You know, as I said, a lot of people say there are uh, different roads or uh, uh, there are highways to heaven, but we all end up in the same place. Not true. It's a lie. <laughs> the scriptures are what we need uh, to talk about here. So let's see, how do we get rid of this sin problem? The wages of sin is death. How do we get rid of it? Here we go, Romans 5, verses 6 to 10. It says, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure, or perhaps for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. There it is. Don't forget that. So it lets us know we were powerless, folks. We, we had no strength to save ourselves. But in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Folks, you're a wretch without Christ. I was a wretch before I came to know Jesus Christ. He died for the wretches. He died for the ungodly. He commended his love toward us in that while we, including me, were yet sinners, Christ died for us. How do we become right with God? Listen, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. It's good stuff, isn't it, folks? Listen, justified by his blood. 
In the courtroom of God, my friend, that gavel will come down and let you know that you are guilty. No question about it. Goes for me too. Guilty as charged. You've broken his law tons of times. You're not a good person. You're a wretch. You're ungodly. But, but this is why Christ came. We shall be saved from wrath. The wrath of God abides on you without Christ. Oh, yes, it does. So it says here, for if when we were enemies, I was an enemy of God until I was saved, born again, justified by his blood. I was an enemy of God. I was at enmity with God. But now it says we, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. I'm right with God. How? Because of my uh, good works? I'm a goody two-shoes? Absolutely not. I've been reconciled back to God. How? By the death of his son. And it says much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Christ is risen. Everlasting life in Christ. Hallelujah. So, you know, that a passage of scripture that I just gave to you, it eliminates universalism, folks. There's one way in, and it's through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus said this, Matthew 7, 13 to 14. He said, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Now, does that sound like universalism to you? Basically, Jesus is saying that the majority of people are on the broad road to destruction, the broad road to an eternal hell. And he said, many there be which go in thereat. He said, straight is the gate, narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, talking everlasting life, and few there be that find it. Whoa. It's not universalism, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, when we talk about hell, you know, that's a forgotten word, by the way, hell. Very rarely do pastors even talk about it. They might call, they might call it a, a, a Christless eternity or they'll just say something like well you don't want to go to that place do you okay. call it what it is folks it's hell okay it's hell so as i said before i'll uh, talk about abraham now let me read to you galatians chapter 3 verses 6 through 9 even as abraham believed god and it was accounted to him for righteousness know ye therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of abraham and the scripture foreseeing that god would justify the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto abraham saying in thee shall all nations be blessed so then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Powerful stuff, folks. When the Lord, oh God Almighty, spoke to Abraham all of those years before, he spoke to him and told him that he would be the father of many nations. It says, in thee shall all nations be blessed. It says, God would justify the heathen through faith, preach before the gospel unto Abraham. So what this is talking about, folks, uh, the very fact that in thee, okay, meaning Abraham, okay, and his seed. We're going to get to that. All nations are going to be blessed, and this is talking about the gospel. So it's this faith, okay, this, this is uh, uh, talking about the coming uh, 
gospel going forth to all the nations, and people like you and me, the Gentiles from all over the world. So if you have faith in Christ, it tells us we are blessed with faithful Abraham. That's awesome, folks. So Abraham believed in the same Christ. He followed the same Christ that I believe in today. Oh, yes, he did. So uh, Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, you know this verse. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So that, that's the promise that was given to Abraham. And in him, all the families of the earth are going to be blessed. As I said, that is the gospel. Okay? And people will take this verse and, and, and twist it and say, uh-oh, you better, you better bless Israel now or, or there's a curse upon you. No, don't buy it, folks. L listen to me. Get, put your faith in Christ. Everything else will take care of itself. Don't worry about this. This gospel is offered to both Jew and Gentiles. Oh, yes, it is. Galatians 3, verses 16 and 17. It says, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. And this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law which was 430 years after, cannot disannul, that it should make the promise of none effect. So what does that mean? So it's talking about a seed. It says Abraham and his seed were the promises made. The seed, ladies and gentlemen, is Christ, talking about Jesus Christ. So it's not talking about many seeds, but to one. So here's the gospel. Talking about Jesus Christ. So this covenant this, uh, that the Lord made with a Abraham, this promise, okay, it came hundreds of years before the law was ever given. So it's all about faith. Oh, yes. So, you know, that faith that Abraham had all the way back then, it was accounted to him for righteousness. And when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, ladies and gentlemen, it will be accounted to you no matter who you are, man, woman, old, young, color of your skin, for righteousness. This is, a, this is how you become a child of God. You want to go to heaven, folks? I'm giving you the greatest news that you could ever hear in your life right now. This is the gospel. This is how you get in. You want to go to heaven? Folks, you're hearing it today. Take my word for it. Don't take my word. In fact, take the Lord's word from it. That's why I put these scriptures up on a screen so that you can search them for yourself. It's up to you. I cannot tell you what to do, but it's there. Should you choose to read it, it is there for you. Galatians 3 and 22, it tells us, but the scripture hath concluded all under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. So the scriptures make it clear, they conclude that all are under sin. That's me, that's you, I don't care who you are, how famous you are, how rich you are, uh, an actor perhaps, actress, athlete, doesn't matter folks, we're, we're all, we're all in, on one level folks, you, you got to get this and I'm telling you how to get saved for real. Romans 3 and 23 says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every one of us, folks, every one of us comes short. We need salvation. We need redemption. Oh, yes, we do. Let's go to Romans uh, chapter 9, verses 30 to 33. What shall we say then that the Gentiles, which followed not after righteousness, have attained 
to righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith. But Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, hath not attained to the law of righteousness. Wherefore, why? Because they sought it not by faith, but as it were, by the works of the law. For they stumbled at that stumbling stone, as it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion, or Zion, a stumbling stone and rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Who do you think the stumbling stone is talking about, folks? It's talking about Jesus Christ. You put your faith in him, you won't be ashamed. So how did Israel miss it? Well, they followed the law, okay, the letter of the law, but they, 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 they didn't seek the Lord by faith. So the, 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 the rules and regulations, okay? So in fact, when Christ came and walked amongst them, they did not receive him. They, they had the scriptures, they had their scrolls, reading them every day, memorizing scriptures, but they did not have the faith. They didn't mix it with faith. So when Christ came, they should have recognized him as the Messiah, but the majority of them did not. Oh, yes, and, and that continues uh, to this day, ladies and gentlemen. I've, I've spoken before, you know, uh, you know, different things, uh, experiences stick out in your mind. I'm sure it's the same with you in my witnessing opportunities, and I was uh, on the street in the middle of New York in the Times Square area witnessing to a group of young Jewish girls, probably in their early 20s, I'm going to guess late teens, 20s, and uh, preaching the word. They stopped, and uh, this one girl, as I was explaining to her, I probably had my Bible open. She says, you read the King James. I know Hebrew. And I, I started to explain to her, I talked about the cross, and I said, Christ died for your sins. You, you need atonement for your sins. She literally jumped backwards and says, I don't need a man to die for my sins. That's exactly what happened, folks. And another instance, you know, I remember in Brooklyn, I was walking down the street. I had one tract in my uh, shirt pocket, and, and it was a tract um, on the Passover, preaching Christ, you know, the connection between the Passover, the blood, the cross, and so on. And I see this tall uh, Jewish man. I'm, I'm going to guess he was a rabbi. I can't prove it. I didn't ask him, but he was dressed all in black. I think he had a big hat on, and uh, he was definitely Orthodox Jewish. Uh, very imposing figure. He's probably about six six. And um, you know, I, after I get rid of every excuse not to give him that tract, <laughs> I went up to him, and uh, and I said, "Here, this is for you." And he said, what's this? I said, here, this explains it. I'm holding a track. And I, and I said, you see here, it talks about the Passover, and it, it connects the Passover, the blood, uh, with, with the, the death of Christ on the cross. And, and he, took the, he took the thing out of my hand. He looks at it, looks at the front, then he looks at the back. Then he basically slammed it back into my hand. He says, you do not crucify human beings. And he walked away. Now, in both of those instances, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I didn't have a drop of animosity at all toward either one of them. I mean, uh, I would like for them to receive what I was saying, but clearly, at least at that point in their lives, they did not receive it, and that was the end of the conversation. So let me give you something here, right from the mouth of Jesus Christ himself, John chapter 3. We're going to look at verses 16 through 18. Keep in mind, this is Christ speaking. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So keep in mind the title of the message. It's dealing with how you become a child of God, and it must be through Jesus Christ. So in this passage here, we see the absolute love of God. Think about this, that, that, that God is love. He's sending his son that he was sent. Where did he come from? He came from above. He came from heaven. So the very fact that God loves you so much that he sent his son into the world, okay? Now, it says here, uh, he didn't send him to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be what? Saved. So, so God sends his son from above. He sends him into the world. His motive is love. He didn't send him to condemn you, my friend, whoever you are, but to save you. And it lets us know that he that believeth on him is not condemned. So if you're a believer, you will not be condemned. You won't end up in hell, ladies and gentlemen. But it goes on to say that he that believeth not is condemned already. So in other words, you're condemned already, my friend, if you just decide and say, well, I don't believe what this guy's saying, or I don't want Christ. I'm going to do things my own way, you know, maybe later on in my life or whatever. So, so you're, you're in a, a, a state, according to Jesus himself, of condemnation you're already condemned you're not even promised tomorrow and that's why uh, uh, you know some people put this off and say well I'll do it tomorrow I'll, I'll do it later you're not promised tomorrow so in other words th th this word that's coming forth to you today it's by divine appointment whenever you hear the word of God folks it's by divine appointment could be a young kid handing you a Bible tract uh, on the street it's the divine appointment God's allowing that to happen to get the word of God into your hands oh yes we're nothing, folks. We're little arrows just pointing you to Christ. Hallelujah. So uh, why was the person condemned according uh, to Jesus in the scripture? It says, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So there it is again, Christ. That's the determining factor, faith in Christ. The reason a person's condemned, they did not believe. They, had, they did not have faith in Jesus Christ. John 3 and 36 from the same chapter says this, He that believeth on the Son, meaning Christ, hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Oh yes. So, folks, you know, the wrath of God abides upon everyone who does not believe. It's like walking around with a stick of dynamite in your pocket with the fuse lit. And it's just a matter of time before the fuse burns out and hits, blows up, uh, folks. So, so, you know, people take their chances uh, uh, like they say, well, I'll just take a chance that you're wrong and I, we'll see what happens. Nobody knows what happens after you die and you hear all that stuff. Uh, but what I can, the only thing I can do for you, ladies and gentlemen, is show you what the unadulterated word of God uh, says, what the scriptures say, what the Bible says regarding how you become a child of God. You heard the truth here today, folks, and uh, I encourage you 
uh, to search the scriptures for yourself to see if what I said to you today is true. And I'm going to leave it right there. You have a blessed day in the Lord Jesus Christ.